When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SEN Breakfast. Paul Hose will be in the chair for Tim Gossage today. Big second hour coming your way. Trent Copeland will join us in a minute. Hamish McKenzie, new recruit for the Perth Scorchers and off Ooh. the cuff. Bit nervous about what is to come with off the cuff. Welcome McDonald's. Win free McCafe coffee for a year by ordering on the My Maccas app. But let's get to Trent Copeland fresh off the second test over there in Adelaide. Trent, welcome to the show. Morning, how are we? We're going well, mate. A bit better than the West Indies probably this morning. Not a lot of resistance from them in the second test. No, I was actually just saying to my wife, a big thanks to the West Indies for getting home a day early. So I was going to have an extra day at home. Uh, but I must say, I was impressed with the resilience and character they showed in Perth. Uh, and I'm sure you guys were too, yeah. particularly the two openers, Brathwaite the skipper. But Australia is far too good on this occasion. I thought the bowling was outstanding. You know, you think about Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood weren't in this team. And all these guys that are just waiting in the wings, it reminds me of, you know, the 90s, the 2000s, where Andy Bickle, Kasparowicz, the likes were sitting just on the fringes of the team. And whenever they play, they don't just play. They come in and they take Fifer or they win a game for Australia. So... Yeah, it was very impressive, and now we're up for South Africa, and it's going to be unreal. Well, Copes, that's probably the difference between Australia and the West Indies at the moment, isn't it? Their depth is ordinary. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot coming through. There were some good, you know, there were some shining lights, and obviously in Shandapur, but they don't have much else in the ranks. No, you're absolutely right, and I I was excited by Alzari Joseph, what I saw, and I think... There's definitely something there in him. I think he's going to be a really, really dangerous short-form bowler, and he's going to have a lot to offer the West Indies with some support in the red ball format as well. So, yeah, there's some exciting things there, and they come back to Australia pretty soon as well. So they're going to need to learn and, and get better. But I'll tell you what, poor old Mindley that was on debut, he got on a long-haul flight, then two days later had to play for the West Indies on debut and did a string. So, I mean, I felt a bit sorry for him and it left, yeah, the rest of the team exposed. I can't believe the reserve wicketkeeper actually got the wicket of Marnus Labuschagne. It was very strange <laughs> that he would come in and get that opportunity. But David Warner, let's start with him. No centuries in the last 26 innings. He's now 36, past 14 tests, an average of 28.2. Is there any pressure building on David Warner? Well, there's always pressure in an Australian dressing room when you're not scoring runs. I don't think it matters what your name is. So, yeah, David's under pressure, as is you know the likes of Cameron Green uh, and, and a few others that if you don't perform for a stretch of test matches, that's just the way it goes. Um, the, the different question from my point of view is, uh, will they come out the other side? And I think the answer is yes. I've got no doubt Dave is going to play a key role, as is Cameron Green and, and numerous others, uh, in this South Africa series. So, you know, I don't think anyone in that change room wouldn't want anyone else at the top of the order to take on, you know, what is an, an elite bowling group in particular. Guys bowling up, up above 150. Kagisa Rabada, one of the best bowlers in the world. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to need him at the top of the order, but he needs to aim up as well.
Well, Justin Lang has backed him in and called him a street fighter and says that David Warner will respond. Good enough for me. If Justin Langer says it, it's good enough for me. But, <laughs> but Coach, um, also, we're just thinking about some, you know, the players coming through, making big Sheffield Shield runs, and if David Warner does continue on this trajectory and, and, and it is the end for him, geez, it would be poetic justice if Cam Bancroft uh, just jumped in and replaced him, mate. <laughs> Oh, how did I know you were going to bring that name up? Uh, well, yeah, he couldn't be hitting any more runs if he tried. He's, he's... Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, in the same sentence as you mentioned, Justin Langer as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm We've got a little bit WA of a... Radio yeah. <laughs> You're a little uh, WA skew here, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, but I must say, yeah, Ken Bancroft, Matty Renshaw, the, there's a few guys around, Marcus Harris, certainly in the off-season in county cricket. The thing I love about these guys is that if an opportunity comes, they're in good form and they're ready to take it. And I think, oh, pardon me, there's a bike just going flying past us there. Uh, I think Cam Bancroft in particular, we all know that he was good enough to play test cricket in the first place. We all know well and truly what happened uh, to sort of take him out of that environment. But he's gone away, done his thing, and, and could not be more impressed with how he's handled himself. So if he was to step back in, I've got real confidence that he'd do a really good job at the top of the order. If you just had to pick one out of all those batsmen you mentioned, which one would you go for? Uh, I find it difficult. Uh, I think it really matters who the other opener is at the time because we've got Osman Kawaja at a similar age. Uh, potentially, you know, we could see a situation where both of those guys finish at once. Um, so I think it's going to matter a lot who is the other opener. So you know, whether we get a right-left-hand combination, but also the type of players that we want at the top of the order. Generally, the best combinations are two guys that play at different tempos and ideally right-left-hand combinations are the most successful. So, yeah, it might be a Bancroft-Renshaw sort of situation, but do they maybe look at a Harris that can you know, up the tempo a little bit more? So yeah, I really don't know is the short answer, um, but I'm excited. There's a few young guys floating around doing the job in Henry Hunt and Tim Ward and the like uh, in domestic cricket as well. Long-time teammate of yours, Mitch Stark. It's funny to believe that uh, he was maligned at one point I throughout his career. It. I can't believe it. He had one poor series where he just lost a bit of pace, had an injury, but now going past Craig McDermott, approaching 300 wickets at a really good rate. What about the nut to Jason Owen? Oh, He's an all-time great, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. I've Love Starkey's work in particularly white ball formats. I think he's been the best bowler in you know T20 cricket for a long, long time. Uh, and he's copped a bit of criticism along the way. But the thing I love is the skills that he's bringing to the table. I reckon he's been past 250 wickets, an average of about 26, only bowling one ball. He, he used to stand the seam up. He used to bowl a good reverse swing. But he has now added, after 250 wickets, this wobble seam delivery that's you know, taking the world by storm, and his execution of that this series was top-notch. So, yeah, I mean, how lucky are we that we've got someone that's, you know, left arm, tall, bowls 150 k's an hour when he's on. Uh, yeah, I love him, and I think he's deserved every bit of the accolades that come his way. He works so bloody hard, so, yeah, I'm stoked. And, and you know, Nathan Lyon in the same breath, 450 test wickets. Boys, we debuted in the same game, would you believe? So uh, <laughs> one of us has done pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well done to that person. How many wickets uh, between the two of you? 
Well, if he's got 450, I reckon, yeah, 456. It's a big number. It's a big number for two people to take. But as I said, that that, that ball that uh, Mitchell Stark threw down to Jason Holder was an absolute belter. But Josh Hazelwood not expected to play in the the first test against South Africa. Which bowler retains his spot, Copes, Boland or Nessa? Uh, Look, I got asked this question on air the other day on commentary, and... I don't want to sound harsh on Michael Nisa because I think he's done a fantastic job and thoroughly deserves his place in the team. But Scott Boland would play for any other test team in the world and his average and his execution... I mean, I think the last time he bowled a bad ball, I was six years old. You know, <laughs> Seriously, every time he bowls... If you watch his spells when he starts his brand-new ball in hand... Every time his first ball comes out of his hand, it is smacking into the top of the off stump. So I, I just think when we lose someone like Cummins or Hazelwood, that type of level of execution and relentless pressure he brings to the table is just, you know, not dissimilar to Michael Nisa, no doubt. Uh, and, you know, it's Nisa's home ground up in Brisbane, but I think it's not even a conversation. Scotty Boland has earned that spot. Um, and he's probably putting the, the big quicks under pressure to keep his spot. Well, mate, this is going to surprise you. But I say ditch them both and play Lance Morris. Oh, the wild thing. I tell you what, having faced him a few times, there'd be some opposition players who would certainly be saying, please don't pick Lance uh, because he's getting that 150 barrier regularly. And, yeah, he's added some skills to his kit bag as well. Hey, Trent, what about that time where you basically said to New South Wales, I'm not going to play this week, lads. I'm going to go do the commentary with Channel 7 a couple of years ago. Worked out pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure that's how it went, and it was certainly more emotional than, than that sort of discussion. Uh, still doesn't sit that well with me. I don't think there was a, a wrong answer or a right answer. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm stoked that I've had the opportunity that I've had, um, both cricket and in commentary. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I seriously sit in the best seat in the house with some amazing people talking cricket and I guess I'd do it at home anyway. It's just that Kim doesn't have to listen to me anymore unless she turns on the telly. <laughs> Mate, you do it beautifully. You you, you talk to uh, elite cricketers uh, and you the talk right to the decision. nuffies on the couch like myself. It was too, the right mate. decision. At the time, it was a bit surprising. Yeah. But, uh, well, his you know, career's you longer look. than the playing one. Exactly. He can sit there now for another 20 years with the work that he's uh, doing. Big Trent. fans here, mate. Big fans here. Thanks for your time, mate. Thank you, boys. Have a good one. Trent Copeland there. David Warner. Look, they're talking about Cam Green being a, a, under some pressure. I was listening to oh, what SCN that? over there in Melbourne yeah. on the way in this morning. It's nothing worse when you listen to like local shows who are biased towards their state mm. and that sort of stuff. So and Bancroft in and, and Lance Morris should be Morris next in. For sure. No doubt about that. Cam Green under pressure. Come on, Victoria. What's wrong with you? Cameron Green. Look, he's averaging 33.5. He's played 16 tests now and 18 wickets at 35.4. So the figures aren't great. He's a pup. He's a pup. He's 23. I think we know the end product is going to be terrific. But I think they do need to expose him a little bit more. But, you know, he sat there for the whole test in the first one, sat there for five hours in the second one, came out, looked rusty, and then he was forced to go pretty hard in the second inning. So I think we give him a bit more time.